0: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please stand your far code Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? what did it do? What'd it do? This is Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown, coming at you Fast and
1: Furious style Alright, so, there's been a couple years now Of tremendous propaganda Where they treated us like second class citizens Third class, fourth class, slave class I don't know they didn't treat us very well. And I have documented it thoroughly. However, I didn't feel like there was an encapsulated single filling where you could just like get all of the insanity in one intake. So that you could really drive home the fact that not only were you treated like a slave, but you were done so on faulty science. And it's now demonstrably proven. To have been so. How fun. Uh, I'm trying to keep some levity with this. Obviously, towards the end, I'll probably be seething in the intro. You know, you find reasons to be joyous about all of the insanity that we just experienced. Uh, By the way, I will be on part of the problem tomorrow. So don't miss that. Myself, Guy Swan, Robbie the Fire, Dave Smith. Going to be a banger, as always. uh, So I hope you guys will go check that out. Make sure you leave comments demanding that Dave have me on as, po- uh, as often as possible, if, if you like what I do when I'm on there. If you don't, don't lie, you know. But if you love it, let them know, because it's always helpful if you do that. Uh, before we get started, I want to just remind you guys, just a month away, it's actually the second week of November, the Expat Money Summit is going to go off. It's a multi-day event got great speakers ron paul doug casey i've been i've been reading doug casey for years decades probably uh mikhail thorup jennings right got a bunch of people it'll teach you about expatriation it'll teach you about investing getting passports what countries you might want to consider over 30 experts with decades of experience are going to break it all down give you your own plan b so If you are interested, it costs you nothing. It's very important that you go over there and you register now so that they know how many people to expect. expatmoneysummit.com. Reclaim your freedom. Do it. expatmoneysummit.com. Without further ado, let's get into the propaganda. It's going to be interesting to see if I get censored for this episode, given that I'm just going to be delivering their own insanity from their own mouths. And if if that is now not allowed to be discussed, well, then I guess we can't talk about anything now, can we? First off, shout out to Tim Truth, who put together a great couple minute clip of different politicians and talking heads saying that we have to get our damn shots. Let's hear what they say. Look,
0: I, I don't care what uh, misinformation or conspiracy theories that you have heard these vaccines are working so please just get the damn vaccine
2: although i would encourage people to get the damn vaccine and get, let's get the hell over this
0: i should have gotten the vaccine those are the words sent in a text from a young las vegas man to his fiance from his hospital bed he died days later of covid
2: it's preventable just get the damn shot
3: The message has been out there, unfortunately, because of fake news and
4: misinformation, it's being um, combated by that. But the message is clear, and that is to get the vaccine. Get the damn shot. The strongest cognitive dissonance ever for people to just not associate doctors' orders with what actually needs to happen. Get the damn shot. That is the message
0: it is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. Get the goddamn shot already. The basic problem is pretty simple. We need more damn vaccines.
4: And look, this is one time, forget the conspiracy. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just get your damn vaccine.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. Uh, Because she's breaking it down like, you got to trust the government. You know, when have they led you astray in the past? No, 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 no. Gulf of Tonkin and 9-11 and (laughs) Lusitania, Uh, USS Liberty. I mean, these are just off the top of my head. But I mean, this time they're telling us the truth. Babies and incubators, Iraq War I. Uh, WMDs in Iraq. I don't know. I can keep going, but you get the point. And I love her, her jovial uh, take on all this. Eh, this th- this time they're telling you the truth. Well, it turns out they weren't. Fine lady. Oh, how unfortunate. All right. Thank
0: Ooh, you, Doctor. Awesome thank, thank you, thank you.
4: So Messed up you up
0: get the get oh,
4: Avoid get come on you folks
1: all right I gotta stop that one before I have an aneurysm uh Well, I didn't get the shot, so I probably won't have an aneurysm. (laughs) Oops. Oh, God. I hate these people so much. Um, I probably should have put a trigger warning on this one because this one's going to tear at your soul. I know many of us would like to just move on and forget about all of this, and I totally get that instinct. I personally have moved on entirely uh, from this insanity. Um, but I do, I do think that now that we've been proven right, it's important to remember how they treated us, and uh, and the anger with which they disgust us, and now they disgust us. Ah, uh, you see what I did there? Um, so yeah, let's keep it going. We got a, we got a hell of a lot more coming. I, I apologize again. I know this is exhausting, but never forget, never forget what they did to us.
4: What you say about somebody exercising their freedom not to have a vaccine and they're perfectly healthy, I don't want them sitting next to me in the theatre. I don't want them standing next to me at the theatre bar. I don't want them next to me or anywhere near me or even in the same carriage on the train. So, uh, yeah, they can exercise their freedom by staying at home. If you
1: Feelings mutual, ma'am. Decide that you
4: don't want a vaccine or a booster, then you can decide not to go to hospital however ill you get. And that... Wait, that is your right.
3: So but you would leave
0: you the be- unjabbed at home to die if they had a heart attack, if they suffered from a stroke? That's their choice. Dr. Fauci said... <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta love the beautiful
1: irony of them bringing up hi- heart attacks and strokes, don't you? Oh, it, it, it would be beautiful if it wasn't so grim. That if hospitals get any
0: more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy.
2: You're... We need to make it clear.
1: I just wanted to point out, too, that you haven't heard the unvaccinated calling for second-class treatment of people with vaccine side effects. Haven't heard that from a single soul, have you? It's worth considering. I mean, I wouldn't say that the average person that got vaccinated deserves second class citizen treatment, but I would certainly argue that Jimmy Kimmel and Dr. Leanna Wen and all of the other tyrants that thought it was hilarious when we refused, and now ultimately we have better outcomes. Oops
3: you can do all these things hear all these freedoms that you have because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway
1: people who- I, I just of all the people of all the people over the past two years I think Dr. Leanna Wen is the most reprehensible and somehow she has now pivoted because of the own damage done to her own children because of mask mandates and now she's hated by the pro vax crowd which is hysterical do not embrace her she was she had that smiling visage as she delivered the most totalitarian demands of anybody worse than fauci worse than burks in terms of her delivery maybe not her messaging but i would say it's up there with everybody else's as some of the most egregious just Tyrant talk. Despicable.
2: Who refuse to accept vaccines. I think the right
1: response
2: for them is not to force them to, but rather to insist that they be isolated.
4: Giving up your human rights is is justifiable. It's justifiable to take away a person's bodily autonomy when you have a global pandemic. Those who haven't had jabs but could have jabs need to have a badge saying unjabbed really yeah we just have to make people understand that you know no jab no life and and that's how it is yes i hear
1: <laughs> it's so crazy it's so crazy i mean i've forgotten some of these and just the reminder of it is like it's excruciating it's kind of hilarious in hindsight um but the main reason i wanted to put this together is cuz i want those particularly those that supported the mandates and now realize What a fool's errand it was. Not just a fool's errand in the sense that you were never going to get everybody to do it, but also seeing the outcomes. We now have evidence that those that got it are having worse outcomes than those that did not. Is there a better argument for why mandates should have never happened? Perhaps why Operation Warp Speed and the mandating therein of a untested new technology was not prudent. So what I would like you to do, I know this sounds crazy, but if you have anybody in your life that treated you as if you were a rube for over two years, perhaps they ostracized you. Perhaps they stopped speaking to you. Hopefully that has been remedied by now. In many cases, it probably hasn't. In many cases, it probably never will. But I would like you to forward this onto them and say, hey, do you see why I was so irritable for over two and a half years? Hearing this kind of language, as you described everybody that refused in this fashion, I think it's worth doing. I think it's worth them having to look in the face of what they did and how wrong they were. I think that's fair. I think it's a small price to pay given the price that they expected us to pay to go along with their dictates. And what's a good montage of the past two years if you don't have the great Dr. Anthony Fauci involved?
2: When you have a divisiveness in society, where every time you say something, you have X number of people with social media immediately looking to attack it, that adds to the understandable confusion when you're dealing with an evolving outbreak. So what you were saying...
1: Specific By the way, this is not ancient. This is like in the past couple of months.
2: Specific to your question, of course when you make recommendations, if the primary goal when you're dealing with a situation where the hospitals were being overrun in New York, intensive care units were being put in hallways, You have to do something that's rather draconian. And sometimes when you do draconian things, it has
1: collateral negative consequences. No shit, Doc. (laughs) Yeah, we know. Uh, In fact, some of us knew when you were first postulating them back in the summer of 2020, many of us were pointing out the quote-unquote unintended consequences which anyone with a semblance of a thinking brain was able to predict starvation and a broken economy broken supply chains everything else inflation everything else that myself and dozens if not hundreds of other talking heads warned of so yeah when you do draconian things sometimes there's negative side effects in fact one might argue that the draconian thing is a negative just
2: like When you shut things down, even temporarily, it does have deleterious consequences on the economy, on the school children. You know that,
1: but you have to make a balance. Oh, so he knew that. Interesting, huh? Interesting, because I don't remember him telling us that. So, did he know it? I think he did. And I think he lied or withheld very important ingredients to this overall picture that would have allowed the people to decide in a more intelligent fashion but no 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 we can't we can't have known the negative side effects in advance because we might have not gone out gone along with it right just like we're no longer allowed to talk about the negative consequences of some of the treatments that he recommended not allowed to talk about that still interesting huh interesting Perhaps that's the reason for all the censorship we've been experiencing. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that one out.
2: When you're dealing with, we know the only way to stop something cold in its tracks is to try and shut things down. If you shut things down just for the sake of it, that's bad. But if you do it with the purpose of being able to regroup so that you can then open up in a more safe way, that's the best way to do it.
1: There you go the consequentialist ends justify the means argumentation for why he did what he did and why it was justified. This man's fucking evil. Okay. Put it real simply. Now you might be wondering if Dr. Fauci is, I don't know, eating any humble pie lately. If he's had any reflection on his, his status in society or civilization as a whole. Now, the answer, unfortunately, is no. It's called the Fauci effect, which is sort of <laughs> like, you know, as,
2: trust me, I'm, I, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's nice, but I mean, it's, it's I, I, people go to medical school. Now, people are interested in science, not because of me, because people, most people don't know me who I am. My friends know me. My wife knows me, but people don't know me, it's what I symbolize. And what I symbolize in a in an era of the normalization of untruths and lies and and all the things you're seeing going on in society from January sixth to everything else that goes on, people the craving for consistency, for integrity, for truth, and for people caring about people.
1: So we have a lead-in clip where I have just shown to you ironclad proof that he lied when he did not talk about the deleterious effects of his draconian policies, which he advocated for openly, aggressively, and consistently for well over a year, actually probably over two. And now he's symbolic of truth in a time of increasing deceit and deception. The, the narcissism of this man is fucking flooring it is astonishing does he does he reflect at all on the deleterious consequences of his policy advocacy and all of the children that are now crippled mentally emotionally not to mention the adults you know god forbid we shed a tear for the adults that have been broken by this financially spiritually physically everything else No, he's still symbolic of truth. He's also been considered himself or called himself essentially symbolic of science on multiple occasions. This man is a raging narcissist, raging, (laughs) like like otherworldly narcissism. And I personally am of the opinion that the only place he belongs is not on the Mount Rushmore of medical science, but rather inside of a penitentiary for the rest of his fucking godforsaken life? How about that? So we now have children that are obviously out of shape because they were trapped in their homes for two years. They were forced to mask, which makes makes it hard to exercise. It, would you Would you look back on that and say, okay, yeah, there was some negative consequences. Or
0: would you come up with a scapegoat like climate change? a new study showing how climate change specifically higher temperatures is making our children uh, more inactive and more obese. The study published in a journal temperature found today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. Fewer children are reaching the world health organization's recommendation of 60 minutes of exercise a day. Now, come on. <laughs> like, I don't even know.
1: I don't even, I don't even understand how people still fall for this propaganda. It's incredible. So it's not that you masked them up and it made it harder to work out. It's not that you told them to stay home. It's not that you stopped having them go to school where they got to play with their friends. It's not that you fear mongered their parents into keeping them away from playing with their, you know, the kids that live in the cul-de-sac with them or in the apartment complex or wherever else. It's none of those things. No. It's that, it's been a hot summer. <laughs> so kids are 30% fatter. Jesus Christ. So there were a ton of other things that happened for the past two years. 2020 in particular was a complete madhouse. Uh, Confirmed Misser did a great thread on this. And much of this is uh, visual, not audio. So I'm just going to recap it as, as we go through. You had the, the skate park in Venice Beach that was filled with sand to stop uh, people from using it, stop the kids from skating. Speaking of the obesity epidemic that the children are now suffering because of climate change could have something to do with <laughs> preventing them from skateboarding. I don't know. Maybe that plays into it. Uh, you also obviously had the, the summer of love, aka riot season in 2020. That was, in my opinion, a uh, direct consequence of the lockdowns and also ending sports. So people had no outlet for their normal uh, competitive juices. You also had the uh, the Grim Reaper on the the beach in Florida, where he was saying basically everyone was going to die, and he was trying to get people off the beach. Uh, you had the Antifa outbreak all over the country. You had that shooter in, uh, I think it was Seattle, uh, killed a MAGA guy. I don't even know what happened with that. Oh, I think the police went after him. He ended up killing him himself, or they killed him. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, you had a, a dozen other shootings too, which I can't possibly recap all over that year. Uh, you had the paddleboarder that was arrested in Malibu after ignoring lifeguards' request to get out of the water. Uh, you had the Black Lives Matter riots. Uh, what else? Jerry Nadler saying that Antifa violence in Portland is a myth. Uh, you had Chaz and Chop. How can we forget? You had Rand Paul, the author of the Breonna Taylor Act, being harassed along with his wife as he left the Capitol. That was in August of 2020. It, uh, you had kids in band class working in green cubicles. <laughs> you had kids at their prom dancing, well, butt to butt, backwards. To prevent the spread of COVID while wearing masks. All very sciencey. Keep in mind, we are the science den- deniers because we thought that this was all absolutely insane. And it was. You have the TikToking epidemic from nurses. You have the uh, Bubba Wallace garage noose insanity. You have a litany of politicians who consistently advocated on behalf of lockdowns and in fact ordered them, including Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi that were caught red-handed, breaking their own rules and restrictions. The list, my dear friends, goes on and on. And as I've argued, this allowed the most tyrannical totalitarian instincts of the political class to come to the fore in ways that I hope will not soon be forgotten, if ever. At the top of that list, on the global scale, obviously I focus and concern myself more with and care about more American politicians because they actually have a say over what happens with my life. However, at the very, very, very top of the list of politicians that have demonstrated themselves to be completely reprehensible, we got Hacinda Arden of New Zealand. Let's hear what this lunatic has to say.
4: The most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumor you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, could it get any more obscenely, absurdly, hysterically Orwellian than the ministry of health in which she describes it as a ministry of truth we can't connect these dots here listen to her
4: we will continue to be your single source of truth we will provide information frequently
1: we will continue to be your single source of truth this was just a couple months ago i think it's Hasinda ardern arden i don't know i don't know how to pronounce it all I know is I'm very grateful that she's on the other side of the planet.
4: We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus so well, agree. Uh, just
1: <laughs> Anything else you see that doesn't come from her and her ministry of health, take it with a grain of salt. Good Lord. What horrifically Bad advice.
4: Example of that appears to be this text which originated in Malaysia and has kind of a, has become a viral hope in Australia and in New Zealand. How irresponsible is it for people that are sharing that news of a lockdown imminent in New Zealand? Yeah. And, and look, that's the kind of thing that adds um, to the anxiety that people feel. So I continue to share the message. New Zealanders must prepare, but do not panic, prepare. And, and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, Um, It is not the truth. And I really ask people, just visit um, uh, covid19.govt.nz. It has all of the up-to-date information. And we will continue to provide everything you need to know.
1: Oh, God. I am really suffering for you guys. (laughs) I am suffering to bring you this information. Good God. Um, So, yeah, since I'm suffering, this seems like a good time to remind you. Go to libertylockdown.locals.com and sign up to become a supporting member of the show so that I can continue to grow the show and do so without coming out of pocket. Because I feel like if I'm dedicating my entire life to this, I probably shouldn't come out of pocket too, right? I think so. I think that's fair. libertylockdown.locals.com. I'm going to be doing an AMA next week where you get to come in on stream with me, ask me any questions, talk about whatever you want. Uh, You can talk about this if you'd like. I'd rather talk about something else, to be perfectly honest. I feel like there's more productive things to talk about. But for the sake of, for posterity's sake, for the sake of truth, consider this your ministry of truth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Do not. Um, Yeah. Man, fuck these people. All of them. Such bad people. And I feel like we're just moving on. And that bothers me. I don't like that. We're just going to move on as if this didn't happen. I haven't even recapped. I mean, I've talked a little bit about the, the health injuries that have come from this stuff. I haven't talked about the financial. I don't know. I don't even know if there's statistics being kept on this, but the amount of people either forced into retirement or forced into resigning from their current or prior job now, um. those that also basically lost income, at, and you know, can we quantify that? We now have a shortage of labor too. Could that play a part? I would argue it certainly, and obviously did play a part in that, which ultimately adds to the amount that people are able to, met, to demand in their jobs because there's less competition, right? Which at the end of the day adds to, towards CPI. I'm not saying that it is inflation, but in terms of how, how it will be reported and how it'll be covered, that's part of the inflation. In fact, you've heard the Fed chair Powell and others lament the fact that em- employees are able to demand so much in wages, and that's terrible. So we have to crush demand by hiking interest rates. So the vaccine mandate, knock-on effects, in fact, added to the inflation. So, hey, maybe look in the mirror. Just an idea. So yeah, you have the physical, the financial, the emotional, the drug addictions, suicides through the roof. You also have violent crime escalating. It's not extraordinary at this point, but it is up considerably, particularly in blue cities. Not allowed to point that out, but it's the truth. So I'm going to say it. So yeah, bunch of negative consequences. But the only thing we're allowed to talk about for over two years was the negative consequences of you not taking the jab that's the only thing that was the only thing we were allowed to report on was all of the fear-mongering that turned out to be false when it came to millions and millions of Americans dying if you remember early in the pandemic they said that repeatedly there was fancy advanced charting and you know computerized algorithmic guessing as to how many people were going to die from this All of it turned out to be false. Was that misinformation? I mean, in hindsight, it clearly was. So is YouTube and Google and Facebook and Instagram, are they going back through and they scrubbing all that? Suspending those accounts? No. Are they bringing back all of the accounts that were trying to warn you of the truth that were banned permanently for it? So is is the censorship apparatus about making sure that we don't get misinformation? No. So what is it about? It's about maintaining a narrative. What narrative? Well, the government's narrative. Does the government's narrative have anything to do with truth? No. So, how did that work out for us? Not well. In fact, we're suffering. Terribly because of it, and I want to also emphasize that you know the censorship apparatus and the the anger that that's created, the lack of trust in institutions and in medical establishments, which I I personally did not expect to see um, in my lifetime. I mean, obviously, once the COVID insanity started, I started to guess, yeah, that's that would be the outcome. But when you are in a complicated, evolving situation with a novel virus. I think it's vitally important that we're allowed to speak as openly and as honestly as humanly possible. And honesty and truth are a little bit different because throughout this entire insane two plus year period, all I attempted to do was be honest about what I knew and what I didn't. And I'm sure I got some stuff wrong. Can't really think of any of off the top of my head, but I'm sure I did. And you know, I was always attempting to tell you the truth, and I was always, I was always being honest. Like if I knew what I knew for sure, I would say that. If I was guessing, I also tried to say that. And I think that's what's necessary when you're trying to come to a conclusion, especially when lives are on the line. Millions and millions of lives were on the line, and. By censoring people like me, and others, many that no longer have YouTube exposure or Twitter accounts or whatever, um, I think in hindsight—I mean, I could have told you this in advance, and I did—but I think in hindsight, everyone can see for a fact that the banning of these people did not get us closer to the truth. It didn't, and it, I don't think it. I, I don't think there's any argument that it could have saved lives. So was there misinformation that was banned that was actually misinformation? Sure, of course. Do I think most of those people were actually just trying to tell the truth? Yeah, I do, actually. I don't think that it was a concerted effort to mislead people. Now, some people are wrong, but that's up to the consumer, the viewer, to differentiate, to assess based off of their own logic and rationale and values to figure out what they think is happening. And in hindsight, it's now demonstrably proven that those that were reading non-mainstream information and non-mainstream news and non-curated, non-censored news knew what was happening before the rest. And they were closer to the truth than everybody else. There's a lesson in that. And I hope we learn it. I hope that the governments that rolled out these programs, I don't expect they'll learn it, but I hope that the people that vote for them have learned it, that you were led astray through pleading for censorship and feigned moral authority that was false, catastrophically so. And we just absolutely have to learn from this. And the reason it's so important that we learn from it, in my opinion, in my estimation, is because the same censorship apparatus is now being rolled out for the war in Ukraine. And if you think that misinformation when it came to a respiratory virus led us astray, oh boy, imagine what can happen if we censor people attempting to discover the truth when the consequence at the end of the rainbow is nuclear war. That's serious. So it's important that we demand that they stop censoring us, that they allow us to try and come to conclusions on our own accord by processing disparate, diverse news and information because the mainstream has failed us and they have proven themselves to be untrustworthy to their core. So no time like the present. And it won't just be World War III that we get censored about talking about because it wasn't just a global global pandemic. That was just the first foray that allowed them to implement this censorship apparatus. I almost forgot to mention that the great Dr. Anthony Fauci Increased his net worth by over $5 million over the past two years. Nothing to see here. So, had to include that in a uh, post-edit edition of this, but anybody put in charge of a catastrophe that profits in that magnitude should be investigated. Let's just be honest. Uh, Also wanted to remind you guys, I got Dr. Ladapo, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General of Florida, on later this month. He was supposed to be on this week, but because of the hurricane, he's obviously busy dealing with health stuff in the state of Florida, so we had to reschedule, and Alex Jones is still happening, but shh, don't tell anybody. I don't want to get in any further trouble than I'm certain to get in for having him on. And last but not least, I want to thank our sponsor for tonight. Today, I want to tell you about an opportunity to jump headfirst into the liberty movement and make a real impact. Young Americans for Liberty is currently recruiting campaign field staff to help elect pro-liberty candidates across the country. These hardcore candidates are dedicated to fighting for federal gun nullification, defending the guard, and criminal justice reform, and many other hardcore liberty policies. If you are ready to be a part of the fight, stand against the establishment, make a real change in 2022 and on, you can join one of these campaigns from now through November 8th. Gas is completely covered. Housing is fully provided, and you will be compensated a total of $2,800. That's $2,800 a month for your work on the campaign trail. Go to yaliberty.org forward slash liberty lock pod. Again, that's yaliberty.org forward slash liberty lock pod to apply and make a real change in this country today. Do not get black pilled. Maintain some hope, maintain some optimism, and uh, and give, give all of yourself. And let's just see, let's just see how things play out. You know, why dot liberty.org forward slash Liberty lockpot. Let's get back in the show. And as we now know, it's also being implemented in a vast way against climate change, misinformation, quote unquote. Here is Melissa Fleming talking about the UN at the world economic forum.
4: You know, we partnered with Google, for example, if you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top.
1: Yeah. Just like the the primary uh, guidelines for censorship on YouTube, Twitter, elsewhere, has been WHO guidelines. WHO, which obviously works hand in hand with the UN. And now this lunatic is proudly bragging that they have worked with Google to modify the algorithms so that anything other than UN guidance when it comes to climate change science, quote unquote, is theirs. So if you Google climate change, you get no contrary points of view. What could go wrong with that, huh? It's not as if we've figured out exactly what goes wrong when you have monolithic groupthink over a multi-year period with billions of people walking in lockstep towards a cliff.
4: So we, we're we becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know,
1: should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, I just want you to note that she said, we own the science. There is a... A trend amongst these people that is so stark it's unavoidable. They are raging narcissists. I mean, she is a female Dr. Fauci, for God's sakes.
4: Um, but again, it's it's it is um it's it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in.
1: So yeah, it's not just World War Three. It's not just COVID, it is also climate change, which is, if we're fortunate enough to avoid World War III, will undoubtedly be the next huge, huge push for lockdowns, everything else, everything else that we've experienced over the past two years. Uh, I'm sure they'll put quotas on how much oil and gas we can consume, energy consumption uh, be a perfect opportunity to roll out social credit scores. Social credit score will be tied to your ESG score, your personal ESG score. I mean, I know I'm extrapolating probably a few, hopefully 10 or 15 years into the future, but this stuff, this stuff is evolving very rapidly. Now this is no longer like a slow trickle. It's a fire hose of tyranny. I just wanted to bring you one more from Dr. Leanna Wynn because I swear to God, I, I feel like people are forgetting how evil this lady is.
3: Sure. And I just first want to clarify that I was opposed to the CDC yes. in, back in May when they lifted the indoor mask requirement. I thought that the honor code was never going to work, that when vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, unless there is proof of vaccination, everybody should still be wearing masks. And so I actually support what the CDC is now doing, which is going back to this indoor mask requirement, because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated, that they have been watching.
1: Can't trust the unvaccinated. You can't trust them. I don't trust you. So can I dictate what you could do with your life? That would be lovely. And I want to just point out, this was a year ago, but the very policies that she's advocating for here are the reason that her child's development was stunted. They now struggle to speak. I mean, really process that. And how, how could you not, in hindsight, be just nothing but apologetic to the rest of us? Her advocacy, the damage that she now recognizes having been caused in her child by her advocacy, that same propagandistic push by her resulted in incalculable damage to all the other children on earth. Because this lunatic was on national TV saying this insane shit for years. Incredible.
3: Walking around without masks. And in fact, that's what led to the surge that we're seeing. But to answer your question about what's happening now with vaccine approval, I mean, I think it's good that the FDA is making sure that we follow the right process. We don't want for anything to be rushed. But that said whatever red tape bureaucracy there is we really should be cutting out because full approval i mean at this point hundreds of millions of people around the world have received these life-saving vaccines we know and it's been proven how safe and effective they are so i'm not entirely sure what we're waiting for i do know that having full approval will really pave the way for a lot more employers and schools and other institutions to implement vaccine mandates, which I strongly believe is what we need at this point. So I very much support what the Biden administration is doing with the federal government, with federal employees, saying that at this point, we are in the middle of a national and international public health emergency. You have a right to stay unvaccinated if you want to, but if you want to be in public spaces, if you want to now be coming to work and and be around other individuals, you don't have a right to infect others with a potentially deadly disease. So the...
1: I can't listen to her anymore. Um, So yeah, there you have it. There you have it. Two straight years of lunatics ruling over us. I'll never forgive these people. The talking heads in particular. I I can forgive those that were propagandized, especially if they come to the light, if they see the error of their ways. Those that spent years on national television indoctrinating the masses with true misinformation no forgiveness i can't believe that we are not having nuremberg 2.0 to prosecute these people for war crimes or crimes against humanity i guess would be a better term even though it was a war on covid so you could go either way but I really do believe that if these people aren't held to account, held responsible for what they did, incalculable human suffering, that's what we're talking about. And these same people are now on TV to this very day, propagandizing us currently against Russia in favor of Ukraine in a rapid march, if not a sprint towards a hot world war three that would almost certainly go nuclear. It's just incredible. It's like the politicians that advocated for WMDs in the early and mid two thousands that still were in politics to this day. It's like no one ever in hindsight gets held to account for this stuff. And I know that's a reason that a lot of people get black pilled. I just can't. I can't allow it to to bring me down to the level of nihilism. I have to have faith that in this life or the next, these people pay, pay a price for this stuff. And it's not even like I want to do it out of vengeance as much as it's just vitally important for a functioning civilization that when people cause tens of thousands, if not millions of lives to be ruined, well, certainly millions of lives. What am I kidding? Who am I kidding? That if you don't have people pay a price for that, well, then they're assured to do it again and maybe more egregiously so. World War Three, and a hot nuclear war, yeah, that would be more egregious. So that's the primary reason I wanted to not forget what happened. And I want to drive home this lesson that monolithic groupthink, censorship and the suppression of of all dissident thought is not advisable. And I am putting it very mildly. This will seem as if it doesn't connect, but I promise you it does. I'll play you the clip and then I'll explain.
5: But if we are going to change the world,
1: by the way, this is Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, the most hated, most wealthy man on the planet.
5: There's just not enough money that's going to go into the emerging world. And uh, we must change the charters of the IMF and the World Bank, or we're, or we're not going to get there. There's just not. There's just not enough capital.
1: And he's talking climate change, obviously, but you can connect all these same dots, right? It's like IMF versus WHO, UN versus whatever. Uh, I'm trying to think, like World Bank, it, like these these same global entities with singular-minded vision of not just the future but the problems that we face today and only the technocrats have the answers as to how to solve them
5: it is estimated to decarbonize the emerging world is a trillion dollars a year we're talking maybe a hundred billion dollars is moving into the in the emerging world and so um, but but there's a there's huge pools of capital but That capital is just not equipped to be taking the first loss piece. And so if we're really serious about the notion of moving.
1: Just want to point out what he meant there. He says that capital is not equipped to be taking the first loss piece. That's weird financial lingo, but I think essentially what it means is as a, like a creditor, essentially, you don't want to be the first capital to go if the investment doesn't work out. So he's saying these these huge capital infusions that are ready to go into Africa and the third world to work on carbon reduction, they will only do so if they have government guarantees. And what does that mean? The taxpayer is on the hook at the end of the day.
5: the world faster so our children and grandchildren can have that bright future. It has to be done in a a way that we're bringing all the governments together. We have to relook at the the responsibilities and the roles of the World Bank and the IMF and and they play important roles, they have important connections with all these countries. Um, But we need to find a way to stop thinking about a project here and a project there. That's happening but it's happening at such a slow rate. We are not going to get there. We're, we're...
1: Another, another dot I can connect here for you. Every single problem they see is global in nature, and the only answer is global governance. Now, you could argue it's just a coincidence and that we're facing a bunch of global problems all at once, but if you learn the lesson from COVID that seeing a global problem and concluding that the only answer is global governance and mandated treatment of the peon citizens, and then you look at the outcome that came from that, you might conclude you should have some hesitancy in buying into the narrative that they're trying to sell you. For instance, just off the top of my head, consider for two seconds, what if increasing carbon and increasing temperatures, mildly, two, three degrees, was actually a net benefit to civilization. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying consider. Consider if that's a possibility. Many scientists, in fact, do argue that it would be a net benefit to civilization. Keep in mind also that an increase in carbon ultimately increases foliage on the planet because guess what? Plants like it. And if you have plants that like it, that means that they have larger foliage, which means that they have a greater capacity to absorb CO2. And ultimately, you could end up with a negligible warming effect. Do any of these people face these potential counter theses? They don't. Because the science is settled. Just as the science was settled, on vaccines being safe and effective. Just as the science has settled. On Vladimir Putin. Being the most evil. Sinister. Madman on earth. Who you also should not. Believe. When he talks about the use of nuclear weapons. Somehow. I know this seems as if I'm reaching. I promise you I'm not. I am connecting dots. That may seem conspiratorial. I'm just drawing corollaries to get you to think. I'm not actually giving a conclusion here other than to say that you should be very skeptical of these people. That is all I am trying to get you to be. You could still conclude that they're right, that carbon is ultimately a toxin and it's very dangerous and that the planet's going to heat up and we're going to lose billions of people because of it. You can buy that thesis at the end of the day. I'm okay if you think all of this through and that's the conclusion you come to. What I am not okay with is this monolithic belief in their omnipotence that they are correct and the science is settled. If there is one thing you should have learned from the past two years is that the science is never settled.
5: We're fooling ourselves to think that one project, which may be a significant project, is going to decarbonize the world at the time that we need. And so we have to have uh, a holistic review of how we are going to get there. And obviously we have COP27 coming up in, in Egypt and COP28 in Abu Dhabi. And, and hopefully in these forums that we are going to bring this together and start really thinking about it. But it's that, it's up to the equity owners of these agencies, basically the G20. Uh, and they have to have a desire to doing this instead of just the words. They have to have the desire.
1: Keep in mind, what he's saying here is that they're going to reconfigure the World Bank and the IMF to be able to mandate carbon reduction in the third world. And when he says the stakeholders in those banks are the G20, it's because the governments are the ones that fund those. So he is essentially demanding that the World Bank and the IMF then dictate before they give out any money, that local governments in the third world also move in lockstep. And if you've heard that term lockstep, you already know what I'm hinting at. (laughs) But that's what happened during COVID. We had lockstep monolithic groupthink that led us down a primrose path to hell. And I'll be damned if I allow it to happen again.
5: If we can do that, the amount of capital that's going to go into the emerging world, into Africa, will be extraordinary. And, and I do believe there is that opportunity in the next few years to do this. And, and, and then we will have not just a tectonic shift in the developed world, but a tectonic shift in all of the world.
1: Woo! Thanks, Larry. Oh, I really don't like that guy, if you can't tell. These people drive me insane, but I guess I'm glutton for punishment just to continue to drive home. The fact that our government has not learned the lesson from this insanity over the past two years, just two weeks ago, there's an executive order. This is from whitehouse.gov executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe and secure American bioeconomy. Well, doesn't that sound like a bunch of gobbledygook? And I only have one quote from it that I thought was interesting. For biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals, the United States needs to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We need to, we need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circ, uh, circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers. I'm going to read that one again, because that is horrifying. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers. Now, I try not to buy into the whole chipping of us conspiracy theory stuff, but damn, does that not sound like it? Oh my goodness. Goes on to say, unlock the power of biological data, including through computing tools and artificial intelligence, and advance the science of scale up production while reducing the obstacles for commercialization so that innovative technologies and products can reach markets faster. So they haven't learned the lesson. What a shocker, right? But it's true, they haven't. They haven't learned any lessons. And it's going to be up to us to teach them the lesson that we don't go along with this stuff anymore. Too, far too many of us relied on their alleged stated expertise. Contrary to the outcome, we just said, these are the experts. We're going to listen. They failed. They failed. And for any libertarian out there, there's, they failed to no surprise. Of course they did. Um, but if, if they are not forced to stop with these globalization plans, with these engineering of our own biology, which ultimately is what the jab was, um, man, we are, we are on a path to real, real disastrous consequences. I think we're already experiencing and will witness further fallout from the mandates. Wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that it's going to get more and more evident, which means that the the propaganda to try and cover up those facts, as well as the censorship to prevent us from discussing it, is going to increase ever further. And it's only going to migrate and evolve. It's not going to decrease. It's going to slowly increase as they increase the amount of topics which are no longer within the Overton window of allowable discussion. And we are very close to having any defensive Russia's political stance being allowed to be discussed. RT has been banned. You have an entire categorization of American reporters and reporters globally that are now categorized as, you know, Russian media on Twitter. When you read them, it'll say it at the top, just says like, this is a Russian state media affiliate. Which many of them claim they are not. <laughs> so uh, it's just a weird world we're in, and it's a very dangerous one. And I said yesterday that you know it seems as if there's no politicians that are still alive or at least in a position of power that were that are old enough to have remembered the horrors, the atrocity that was Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It was 77 years ago. So Biden was two years old. So I'll give him a pass on that. He doesn't remember. But I really believe that any, any politician that thinks that the use of nuclear weapons is is a viable consideration outside of game theory. I can understand game theory where you, you discuss it, you pretend as if you're willing because you're trying to use mutually assured destruction to prevent your opponent from using them. But for the life of me, I can't imagine a sane human being that would actually deeply consider their use because I'm of the opinion that even if say Russia were to knock launch their entire arsenal at us, I am of the opinion that if I were in a position of power, I would not launch back. There are some things that just are so egregious and so unspeakable, so evil to their core that I don't want a single political leader that is ruling over me to have that right or that capability or even that thought. It's such a dangerous worldview. I mean I know a lot of people will probably be upset with me for this one, but I really I, I genuinely believe that you should never, never use nuclear weapons, ever. Under any circumstance, even if they're being used against you. That's how that's how evil they are. And I just pray that the, you know, rhetoric aside, that that's how these people actually feel, that they, because they're for those that aren't familiar, there's dozens of stories of different close calls that we've had, and different moments where like there was a message to a nuclear submarine commander that was where he was informed to launch nukes, and he tried to respond asking for like verification as to the legitimacy of the orders. And he couldn't get a response right away. And under those guidelines, he was supposed to launch because the assumption being that his country is now gone. And he didn't do it. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Even even retelling that story gives me chills. I'm sorry, I can't remember. I think it was a Russian uh, submarine commander. And I just pray to God that people have that same sense of... Life being precious, that at the end of the day, vengeance is not worth the apocalypse. Like, even if all of America was wiped off the map, I would still rather Russia not be. Like, I know that sounds kind of weird to say, but it's my honest belief. Like, I like, would you rather there be no humanity left if there was no Americans? Like, I still value our species on a level that's greater than my own individual existence. And I hope I'm not alone in that sentiment. I really hope. And I really hope that we can galvanize and form a, a greater sense of popular will to the reduction and ultimate destruction of the nuclear arsenal. And I pray to God that that movement can happen prior to a nuclear weapon being used in war. Again, it's been 77 years. It's a miracle that we haven't nuked ourselves or anybody else in those 77 years. And I mean, if we can get through my life without using them, it'll be an unbelievable miracle. The fact that politicians are now speaking about this stuff in a way as if preemptive nuclear strikes or you know non-retaliatory nuclear strikes are a consideration is just so crazy to me. And I feel like it's not viewed as being as crazy as it is. Like, there should be uniform outrage at these people for talking like that. Like, nuclear weapon use is a non-starter. I thought we were all on the same page. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm talking to the politicians, not you guys. It's just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me that that this is now a debate that we're having again. Like... There are some things that are just off the table. Nuclear weapon use has to be at the top of that list. But I feel like after lockdowns and and just their their faith and their capacity to propagandize us, that they now think that it's possible again. Like what I don't like is when I see narratives start to develop where like preemptive nuclear weapons and things of that nature start to be put back on the table of allowable discussion. I feel like that's them grooming us in a way to be more accepting to perhaps be more willing to consider ourselves as if that's a viable path and it's not and it never will be and I just want to make it very fucking clear that that is not an acceptable outlook or consideration or policy proposal and you should be laughed off the stage and hopefully voted out of office, if not imprisoned for even the consideration of it. It's so, it's so dangerous and so crazy. Ah, Goodness. Let's pray there's no nuclear war. My God. And I'll get you out of here on this. It's just uh, one more article demonstrating how absolutely no lessons have been learned from any of this. This The Steve Salzberg on Forbes says the U.S. is funding a massive virus hunt that might cause another pandemic. Great idea. There's some sarcasm in that headline. I just learned that the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, is pouring $125 million into an effort to seek out novel viruses in remote areas of the world. This is pretty much exactly what many scientists, including me, have been warning against for years. How did I miss this? It was announced last October, along with articles about how excited Washington State University was to lead the project and how pleased the University of Washington was to go out and hunt down animals that were carrying dangerous new viruses. In any case, I know about it now, and I'm joining the voices here and here, for example, that are warning that this is truly a terrible idea. The USAID's announcement seems utterly obvious, or excuse me, utterly oblivious to the enormous dangers posed by this program. Their own headline says they want to find viruses that could cause pandemics. The program called VZN, Deep Vision, get it? is funding scientists in the US and in Africa, Asia and Latin America to venture deep into unpopulated areas of the jungle and to find animals carrying viruses that might infect humans. They're particularly interested in viruses that could cause the next pandemic. What could go wrong? Oh, nothing, says USAID. And the scientists who are happily taking the 125 million in funding, they'll be super careful. So we should all be pleased with how the government is preparing for the next pandemic. Uh, No, as I wrote last year, It's also time to ask very critically whether anyone should be venturing out into remote areas to collect animals that are infected with possible pandemic causing microbes and bringing those animals or just the viruses back to densely populated areas rather than preventing pandemics. These activities are more likely to cause them. No shit. The only tiny nod to risk in the USAID announcement is that they will safely discover and understand new viruses from animals at high risk locations, emphasis mine. They make no mention of how they will guarantee this is safe because they simply can't guarantee any such thing. Oh, wait, isn't this how some people think the COVID-19 pandemic started because humans were collecting bats from remote caves? Oh, but perhaps that was different because some of those bats were being collected for food The people collecting them weren't careful enough, blah, 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 blah. You get it. So this is what's happening. And I just wanted you guys to be aware that the government is not stopping. The lessons have not been learned and the only possible path to salvation here is to make sure that everybody, everybody, that includes Trump and everybody else that was responsible for the response to COVID-19 to be voted out of office at a minimum. I stand by that position. I think that it's the only sane position to hold. And if all of the information that I delivered to you tonight doesn't prove it, let me know. Tell me what else I can I can throw at the wall here before it actually sticks and you get the fucking point that these people are extraordinarily dangerous and should not be in charge of us. Huh? How about that? If you want to get a Liberty Lockdown shirt, go to toplobster.com. Link will be in the description. Make sure you leave a like, a comment, and a subscription. Hit subscribe. And last but not least, if you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com and make sure you turn into part of the problem tomorrow night so that you can see Myself, Guy Swan, Robbie the Fire, and Dave Smith. Go deep. It's going to be awesome. Love you guys. We're out. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all.